Hello and welcome back to another edition of Editing Aloud. And uh, another week has passed in paradise, busy as always. And today we see that uh, the president uh, has come out to say that there is absolutely no plan to sell SAA. Um, the Minister of um, uh, Public Enterprises has said pretty much the same. But the Finance Minister thinks it should be um, sold. Uh, Rob Rose, what, what is Tito just not up to scratch yet with the plan or, or is he sort of not in, not in the inner circle. Yes. Well, as, as Sikhnati Manchancha says um, <laughs> often, yes. you know, he just hasn't learned to play politics quite yet. Yes. I mean, he's just come back into government. He, yeah. he doesn't realize that you have to play the political game like Praveen Gordon must. Yeah. Um, so he's saying what he thinks. He's saying that, you know, this is a... Well, we can't have that. Yeah, 19... And it's like, yes, minister, back in the day, where people <laughs> exactly. would, you know, the Minister of General Affairs would say, I want to do X and Y, and they'd say, well, that's a very courageous minister. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you look at it economically, SAA has been a, a, a pit of, it's just you throw money in there, it disappears. Yeah. So why would you want to keep it going? I think, you know, economically and, and common sense wise dictates you wouldn't keep it going. The politics is what's keeping it alive. But, but, but Jana, is the, 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 the costs of closing SAA would be also pretty stiff, wouldn't they? I mean, there's, a, there's an argument about how much yes. it would cost. I'm not, yeah. I mean, there's one estimate of, of, what, 60 billion or something? Yeah, I think that was the, the Deputy Minister of Finance's number earlier this year. Okay. We actually did a breakdown the other day. Carol Payton did it for Business the, Day. The previous Minister of think, Finances? Or, uh, no, the Deputy Minister, Karim uh, uh, okay, yeah. he, he mentioned the 60 billion. Yeah. We don't know how he got to those numbers. Okay. Um, and I think it really depends on are we going to pay off all the debt when we yeah. close it down or do we just worry about the guaranteed debt? But I mean, even if you pay off all the debt, I think the number sits at about eight, um, it's roughly around the 50 billion rand mark. But if you think of what they've lost, they yeah. want 22 billion in the next three years. Yeah. You know, at some point you kind of have to decide, you know, cut your losses and, and let it go. Um, so so the, the guaranteed debt is the debt that would trigger a, a run on all government debt. In other words, it would be very serious for South Africa in terms of um, uh, in terms of not only our ratings, but in terms of our so sovereignty, right? Yeah. Well, um, I don't think government will let, okay. let so leave it no, and not pay yeah. it. And I think government... But if you decide to yeah. close it down, you, you carry on, you, you take on as a state, you, you take on that yes. debt, yeah. but you let the other debt fight itself for itself yeah. in the courts. Um, that's, that's a feasible. And how much is that? How much would be so left if you took I, it? I'm trying to decipher my handwriting here. Yes. <laughs> well, you do. It's about 14 billion, I think, that's in. Um, no, that's 14 billion is what they have to pay by March yeah. next year, okay. which they don't have yet. Right. Um, okay. it is, it's, it's roughly around the 20 billion rand mark. And I think yeah. uh, Praveen Gurran has said that they don't want to leave creditors out. And, you know, so if they're going to close yeah. it down, you'll have to pay everybody. And Ron, the, the, the determination to keep it flying, mm. one, on one hand, sort of admirable. Yeah. Um, and, and we have to trust that both uh, Praveen Gurdan and Sora Maposa are responsible enough to know that this can't be done without a, without a serious um, recovery plan yeah. uh, in place. Have you seen any evidence of a serious recovery plan in place? I've heard the CEO talking about getting roots back to what he called gross yeah. profitability. Gold, gold, yeah. um, I'm not quite sure what that means, <laughs> but there's some that are not even back in gross. Yeah. London is back, apparently, and quite a few of the regional routes, but there is still some to go. What, what does the plan look like to you? Uh, you know, I... I, think, I, don't, I don't think there's a plan per se. Um, I, I think what what, uh, what Mboweni said I think was positive. I think just I mean just putting it out there to, as, a, as, a, as a kind of a conservative finance minister, right, and saying to so the market's probably yeah. nice and friendly. But I, I don't think he even thinks they can close SA. It's just uh, 
But I mean, the fear with SA is when you close the SA or SA collapses, what happens to Ikuleheni and that, I mean, to Gauteng as, yeah. a, as a hub, right? So that's, yeah. I think for the government, the fear is, okay, we can close this thing down long term, but what happens to Gauteng? How big an impact does it have on Gauteng and South Africa in its geographic positions? I've always would said. It not, so would it not? It's just, no one actually knows without SAA what the actual long-term impact well, will be. Prabhin Gordon seemed to be saying to yeah. people at SAA the other day, look, it's up to you to save yourselves, right? Yeah. Mm. Um, would it not send the right kind of signal to do the obvious to SA Express and shut it down? I mean, it's now losing a hideous amount of money every minute. Mm. Um, it's only got a few aircraft flying. There's no point to SA Express any longer. Even though I see Sora Ramaphosa flew to Bloemfontein, um, mm on it the other day to show some support, but surely, the th surely trying to hold three of these things alive at the same time is just ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think what they need to do is a lot of measures. For example, renegotiate your contracts with your staff and your pilots. I mean, yeah. part of it is that it's uncompetitive and unproductive. The pilots so, aren't going to say yes to anything. Well, exactly. They're, they're, so the most, they're the most spoiled in the world. They're the most spoiled pilots, <laughs> literally, on the face of the earth. Some yeah. of them don't even live in the country. Yes. But that was what Praveen Gordon was saying, was that you can save yourselves. If you're willing to make concessions on these things, yeah. you can save yourselves. So yeah. at some point, you have to renegotiate your employment They get contracts. driven to their aircraft. Yeah. yeah, well, that's a long um, way. I mean, you're not allowed to run across the, the tarmac, are you? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you know, the rest of yeah, but the rest of the crew has to walk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the whole thing about SA Express merging with SAA. I think it's uh, almost, they should almost leave SA Express to fix its house or, or not, right? And then yeah. leave SAA to fix itself. The whole idea of like merging SA Express and SA, I think it's that's a big blunder. Isn't big it problem, crazy? Yeah? Yeah, I mean, you can't because there's different contracts for Absolutely. pilots there, there's different, yeah. so all this stuff must somehow mesh into one pot and have a, a surviving airline. I think almost SA Express must be left to, to fix its house. If Is it can, if it can't. But you're saying, you're saying Tito Mboweni is mm. basically right. I mean, it's, you know, shut it down, get rid of it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think he's... Ahead of an election, you're, yeah. you're not going to do that. I think That's he's right. Which is why I presume Praveen and Cyril yeah. are coming in and, yeah. and doing, what they're doing, yeah. doing what they're doing because it's just, you know, as John Foster once said, the consequences are too ghastly to contemplate. It's almost and a perfect good cop bad cop i think he's yeah. rattling the cage like saying no to close down almost and telling stakeholders inside SA and even those employees in SA, okay this thing yeah. let's go right it's almost like a good cop bad cop and boys i think boys given the free reign to like uh, go ahead and say whatever was and then on the other side there's Provin and and romaposa saying okay look we'll keep you yeah. going however now there's some realities that you must face you know, within but a, a place where you could conceivably um do the right thing mm. and cut jobs is the SABC. Mm. And um, I was talking to somebody who's closely associated with the SABC the other day, and apparently the board, before it came up with this plan to cut however many jobs, a couple of thousand, including freelancers, which the CCMA, well, I can assure them, make full-time employees, um, uh, they went to all the political parties and briefed them, right, even to the small ones, and all the political parties said, yeah, we understand, we understand, you know, you've got, to cut, you've got to cut your costs and all this kind of thing. The moment they announced the job cuts, everybody just climbed in and started hammering the board, um, which gives you a, a sort of a, you know, a, a sense of how difficult it's going to be. But the SABC should cut jobs. I mean, it actually can, and it can continue to function, uh, continue to broadcast. Yeah, absolutely. It's the same with, you know, the SABC is a microcosm of what has to happen at other SOEs too. We have a bloated public service. We have these SOEs have been losing money. We need to cut jobs at all of them. The SOE, uh, SABC is the starting point. 
Um, and already, you know, it's very expedient, like you say, for the political parties to, who've been calling for job cuts and reducing the public service to suddenly cry foul. I mean, obviously, it suits them to do this. Um, but the fact is, our SOEs are where we need to start in terms of meeting these these fiscal responsibility um, requirements that the ratings agencies want want us to. You know, so that's what has to happen. You know, what's the scariest thing about the job thing? I was doing a, going through a report last week. It's actually, maybe it's not about we have too many jobs. As people are paid too much. And so there's still uh, shortages within government. Mm. They don't have capacity. But people, I mean, the, the salary bills, because I, I don't know, where the public sector competed too much with the private sector in terms of salaries and so on. Yeah. It's like there's still shortages. Government still needs people, mm. but they've used up all the resources. So how do you start cutting salaries? Yeah. Basically, yeah. they need yeah. cut salaries. Not I mean, about yeah. cutting jobs per se in some departments, in a, a vast many of them. You have to deal with the salary bills. Yes, right? it's like, it's no, like no, SAA to some mm. extent. I mean, you have to renegotiate your existing contracts yeah. to make yourself more productive. Yeah. Mm. Well, Yanni, you might have read the, uh, the lead and report this weekend. I mean, it was about the police mm. going to increase the number of generals in the, in the police by 41%. Um, promoting people from the bottom, you know, many, many ex sort of MK, yeah. MK people, um, just as a reward basically, not because they're particularly mm. good policemen or whatever it might be. And it was written by Erica Gibson, who I think is a pretty good reporter and mm. who knows what, uh, knows what yeah. she's talking about. But the, 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 um, the SABC th thing is interesting because it, it, it does, Provide you with a template of what could be, mm. of what of what of what could what could come um, uh, later. Um, I wanted just to talk. Well, we were talking about SAA just now, and it just occurs to me that that um, uh, the row between Malusi Gigaba, this row over him lying in court about the Oppenheimers and and what's it called, Fireblade, Fireblade yeah. um, and the private VIP terminal at at um, OR Tambo. Um, the, the outcry seems to be why should people, why should a private company um, have an airport terminal? And if I'm not wrong, Ron, um, you can fly internationally into, um, into Lanceria, yep. and that's owned by a private company. Yes, it is owned by a private company. I mean, this is all just... Uh, well, don't ask Malusi Gagaba, he <laughs> might tell you another story. <laughs> <laughs> you can fly, into, and it is, as you say, a, a privately owned company. I th the noise about uh, Fireblade and Oppenheimer is just uh, it's total deflection from just the fact that we have a lying, uh, a lying uh, a minister, right? And I think it will drum up all this noise and people will talk about that, but just the fact is, it's, it's, it, it was a negotiation, he agreed to it, and now he's trying to flip, flip back on it to save his own skin. But uh, yeah, so it's just distraction. Are there any other private guy. terminals in South Africa? I mean, are there game reserves that you can fly straight into? I'm sure there must be. They're private game reserves yeah. that you yeah. fly straight into, but... Um, but the, yeah. And there'd, and be, there'd, be, a, there'd yeah. be a customs official Yes, there. and they'll clear you right there. So this is the, it's mm. neither here or there. This is just a, a finance minister, I mean, or a former finance yeah. minister. What, how many ministries, anyway? Uh, just drumming up distraction for, for his own poor performance. For well, look, yeah. it's, it's better than watching a Malisi Gigaba sex tape. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess well, so. what's going to happen to Gigaba? I mean, you know, I've had this argument sort of so many times over the past couple of weeks. Does he... Is he a liability, or would, it, would getting rid of him be worse for Cyril than keeping him? I can't imagine. Well, what, what has been interesting is that yesterday uh, we, we ran a story saying, you know, you know, the DA has gone to court to try and get, force Cyril to, yeah. to fire him. Yeah. Um, and the state attorney filed papers to defend that decision. And Cyril and didn't then, know about it. And then the presidency came back and said, no, 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 yeah. we're actually still thinking about it. So I think the writing's on the wall for Gigaba. I mean, I can't see how they'll keep him. 
At this point, it reflects worse on Ramaphosa to keep Gagaba than to get rid of him. And at the moment he gets rid of Gagaba, just think so, right? So, so who, at, at, as the Oppenheimers are being quizzed in Parliament over, over uh, Fireblade, in, in, who rushes into the chamber but the BLF? Mm -hmm. um, uh, who's at Jacob Zuma's side every time he goes to court but the BLF? and some ministers. And who might be at Jacob Zuma's side if Melusi Gagaba gets cut loose? But him as well, possibly. Yeah. Is, okay. he in that, is he in that circle? No, he isn't. No. Uh, they, I mean, they asked, ahead of Nasdaq, the thing with Malusi is flipped so many times that he's burned all bridges. Ahead of Nasdaq, they wanted him to back NDZ. He, he, he didn't uh, raise his hand in support of her at all. So that was when he just cut off all ties with the, with the Zuma cabal as well. I don't think as, uh, as a political force in KZN, I don't think he can fill a hall of 500 people. So, in terms of within the, within ANC, uh, Malusi has been force. I mean, he all the hype that came with him uh, when he was supposedly Mbeki's protege, it's all gone. And he's flipped so many times that I don't think Ramaphosa has to worry within the ANC what, if I let go of, of, of uh, Kikabo, what would happen yeah, to me. Yeah, so it's a safe, it's a safe loss. Yeah, I mean, and, so you, you lose him, but you would keep yeah. um, the former Minister of Social... Yeah. They all, well, you have to get rid of her at some yeah. point. But yeah. the saddest thing for me about Kikaba, right, is it's like there's no future leadership of the ANC. Yeah. Because this is the yeah. class. This yeah. is the class after yeah. best case scenario with Ramaphosa yeah. last 10 years. This is supposedly the graduation yeah. club, but it's yeah. non-existent. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, panel, why are we just on, on a little bit of politics? Um, uh, the DA is also in some kind of scramble at the moment. It's lost um, um, a chunk of councillors, some of whom are would have held in pretty high regard people like Brett Heron, I think, did a fantastic job on, on housing in Cape Town. Not that I know precisely what he did, but he always seemed to be lucid and, and thoughtful. Um, Patricia DeLille, who is, I'm sure they're very glad to, say, to see the back of her because she's a been a very difficult, um, you know, boil to lance, as it were. Um, but she's going to take two weeks, quote, to, to think about what she, she really knows, I'm sure, what she's going to do, but she's going to take two weeks before telling us. Um, uh, and there seems to be no real sign of leadership or policy. They were supposed to have a policy change in, in the, an economic policy change. Remember, remember that whole thing where well, we're no longer now going yes. to yeah. support um, uh, affirmative action yes, or BE or whatever. Change, yeah. And the new policy will be announced. Well, uh, did, they, did they ever do that, Joanna? I mean, did, do you remember? Have you? Not so. no? I remember there was a huge debate yeah. and a big fight on Twitter, yeah. but yeah. I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen anything. Listen, they've done nothing. <laughs> I mean, basically, had been consumed by the DeLille implosion for the last couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah. But, but, I mean, presumably when you say we will have a policy decision by the end of October, you, you'd, you'd have it and you'd announce it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But, Ron, there's... As it was terrible leadership of the whole party. I, like, you know, when I think of, of Democratic Alliance, I kind of think who runs the party. Yeah. As, uh, as you were saying earlier, I, I don't know who runs the party. I, I don't think Musa Mani runs the party to the, po the point where he was thinking of becoming the premier of, of Western Cape. And yeah. then he backed down on that. That tells you, okay, who's actually running the ship. But, but we said this like last year and year before that one Zuma gone, uh, has left our opposition party has to have a new story and, and has to have their story in check for a, a new uh, political... Yeah. Uh, uh, and all of them, like a DA, and you saw this week with EFF... Uh, yeah, I missed, I missed the events in, 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 in Parliament mm. yesterday. I mean, I didn't see them live or anything like that, but it was apparently quite hectic. No, it was pretty, <laughs> quite hectic, but it tells you the opposition just... Uh, there's amongst, nothing there. There's nothing there. and yeah. we were, It was a big fear. I mean... Last year, we all, if, if there was elections last year, right, a bulk of us Africans would have voted EFF because of the anti-Zuma thing. But yeah. this year, 
would you go near the AFF? And but it, but it, was symbolically, it was symbolically accurate because last year there'd be both the opposition parties would be attacking Jacob Zuma. Yeah. Yesterday, Cyril Ramaphosa is there answering questions and they're attacking each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's extraordinary, actually. Yeah. And he's appealing for calm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of knew it, but we knew that. It's a joke. Musi next to Ramaphosa, come on. And yeah. uh, Malema next to him. Uh, but, but unfortunately, Cyril, he carries a party that's in itself so corrupt and falling in itself so actually what, yeah. what he's bringing what he's offering voters next year is also not quite yeah. a promise uh, not promising at all in as much but as i think to, to the extent that it matters mm. a bit of decency goes a long yeah. way mm. um and we saw that in the in the u.s midterm elections mm. last night mm. um where donald trump has now basically mm. come to a shuddering halt certainly in terms of domestic policy yeah. Um, the, he lost the House of Representatives to the Democratic Party mm. uh, by quite a wide margin, too. I mean, it was, I think, about 26 seats or something. Yeah. And, um, um, and, he's, and he's, he's got no room left now to be populist at home mm. uh, with tax cuts and all of that. So what he'll do is he's going to be populist overseas. So start a war here, trade war there. Mm. Um, uh, what did you think of the? What did you think of the outcome? I mean, did it make? Did it cheer you up, Rob? It's, it certainly did. I mean, yeah. anytime Trump loses, it cheers <laughs> me up. But but also, I think it's a sign that there is a consequence for populism, and kind of yeah. the rabid, ferocious um, lack of respect with which you're treating the entire political spectrum. Yeah. And I think that that's you know we have that locally. We have, we've seen Ramaphosa has introduced a degree of uh, normalcy back to our politics. Yeah. So yesterday's events were, were bizarre in Parliament. I mean, Patricia Delol, if she contests the next election um, in the Western Cape, you know, the DA could potentially lose the Western Cape, which is a fan you know, an amazing I thing. I can't see it happening, but I mean, oh. par and partly because, you know, the, 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 at least when Helen Zilla was leading the DA, you knew who led the party. Yeah. I mean, there was mm. never any. Because, you know, it has a big administrative, it's got a big managerial arm mm. uh, that you don't see, but that's incredibly powerful. You know, that'll say yes or no to things, or you can do this. Otherwise, if you do that, we lose this money or whatever it might be. Um, and she, she, she ran it in a way that Musi does not seem to have been able to, mm. to um, Because he was, it's almost confirmed that he was uh, an appointment. He was, uh, he didn't win the DA, he was almost, he was whiffed into... Uh, it, and well, she writes about it in yeah. her book. I mean, mm. she stepped aside because nobody else would. None yeah. of the white guys would. Yeah. You know, they all wanted their jobs. Exactly, um, exactly. And she did it, she, she sacrificed herself in a way. Yeah. You know what, what, what he's doing about Trump is okay, the accountability. I, I don't know what's going to be very fun for me. I just can't wait to see it happen. Trump is used to running empires on his own. It's all his companies. He doesn't, it's all about him. Yeah. For the first time in his life, now he's going to have He's going to have an argument. He has yeah. someone, and yeah. someone can block it's him. It's going to drive him it's crazy. It's like, it was so much fun well, to watch. Remember, what, remember, <laughs> orange exactly. remember what, the, what, the, what the Republicans did to Obama when he yeah. tried to appoint yeah. a guy, uh, a judge. judge. Yeah, yeah, Stop yeah. blocking him. Yeah. 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 No, well, it's about to happen to Daryl Donald. It's a, it's a real pity. Uh, Rob Rose, you, uh, the FM, of which you're the fine, fine editor, um, has a story about SARS after um, Tom Moyani um, has departure, although obviously he's trying not to be departed. He's trying not to depart. Um, um, is it recoverable? I mean, I certainly think SARS is recoverable. Um, yeah. You know, it's, re it's reinstalling those business units that were destroyed. Yeah. You know, illicit tobacco, and well, illicit, illicit economy units, um, you know, anti-corruption units, several of these units which were just disbanded for absolutely no reason other than Bain and Co. needed money. Yeah. 
um, which was absolutely nonsensical at the time. So I do think you reinstall some simple measures, you bring a degree of respect back to SARS, um, and you increase the tax buoyancy rate, you increase the yeah. sense of... Uh, Explain tax buoyancy, because it's an important but little appreciated um, point. I, I think I know what it is. So have a go. Okay. It's the rate at, above economic growth at which taxes are paid. Yeah, In other words, if, if it's just that extra bounce from growth that you get from people paying their taxes because mm -hmm. they... If they think it's the right thing it's, to do. It's a reflection of tax morality to some yeah. extent. It's one of the yeah. few barometers in that. And yeah. I think that that's an important sign. And that went badly, badly negative. I think that ratio went from 1.5 to 0.8 or something yeah. during Moyani's tenure. Yeah. It's a sign that people just didn't, didn't fancy paying, um, paying Moyani yeah. and perhaps paying to support the state under Jacob Zuma. Is there anything that they did, Bain and Moyani, or separately, or, or severally or, or individually, that wasn't cynical, where they thought this would be a better way to collect taxes than previously? Or was it all cynical? Um, I mean, it's a very difficult question to answer mm. because I do think, you know, in retrospect, in hindsight, you look at it and you think this is obviously silly. Um, but perhaps at the time there was a rationale for it. But I cannot see any rationale other than a very cynical one for disbanding the, the large business center. Why would you not yeah. want to Or for chairing when somebody of the quality absolutely. of Barry Hall yeah, leaves your employer. It seems like a very personal decision by several individuals, specifically Moyani, yeah. um, born out of a sense of paranoia and, and a very insular sense, not, not for the good of the country, but for the good of certain individuals. And that's a terrible way to run yeah. a company. What's, so what's, what, what, what are Moyani's options now, Ron? I mean, does he, does he find ways in the courts to... That's who's going to pay for that? I mean, the state isn't going to pay for all no, that. No, there isn't. I mean, that's is there a, a huge pot of Gupta money somewhere where all this is getting paid out of? I suspect there is. Yeah. I really suspect that. I think he'll continue in the courts and, and, and blocking this as much as he possibly can. Because uh, this guy is rich, it's long past retirement age. I wonder, uh, so his long game plan is to delay this as much and frustrate as much as, as he possibly can. That's, and what, what I, what's his ultimate driver? So for a man who should have long by now walked away, right? Yeah. So... It's going to be quite quite interesting. What what is what's the final play? Now, I think there is a, a pot somewhere that's invested in this. Uh, yeah, because I think it was Mark Helens mm. who is who is Zuma's counsel now in mm. in some of Zuma's trials who said basically we've got money for anything we need to do. I can't remember the quote. I don't want to put words into his mouth. Um, um, he is but a this, lawyer. He is a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> um, and. Um, I know his father-in-law, unfortunately, <laughs> for him, so um, I've, got a, I've got an end. But, but he did seem to imply that there was money for an incredibly long um, uh, campaign across a wide sort of front. I don't know whether you remember that. I don't no? remember. Yeah. But I do, if, I, if I can just jump in with a question as well. So as far as I understand, there's still quite a lot of Muyani's people in SARS mm -hmm. and, and in quite senior jobs. So it's not as simple as just appointing a new permanent commissioner and you have this problem solved, right? Yeah. And, and how difficult would it be to get real experts back in SARS? Because I can't imagine that if I was witch-hunted out of SARS that I'm going to be rushing back yeah, if I, mean, I got a nice private sector job now. For sure. But I mean, what if you don't have a job at all? Yeah, but then so, someone like Ivan Pele, for example, is one of the names that people are talking about to return mm -hmm. to SARS. I think if you have a credible leadership and you, and, you, and you talk about this as a national service to rebuild SARS, yeah. you can get some really good people back in there and you can re you can re I was talking, talking about oh. national service. I was speaking to somebody the other day who remembers that accountancy students were required mm -hmm. at some stage to do 
time at SARS. Mm. Is yeah. that is that? I think you you could you had to national you, yeah you had to do national service. So if you didn't want to go to the army, uh, okay, you could you, you go, could go to, to SARS. Yes. You could choose. Marcus used yeah. to that. Well, yeah. Marcus used to that, and he and he learned several things that proved important for him. But how important? But I, th I would have thought I would have thought you know being required before Psyche recognizes your qualifications, being required to do a year at SARS would be a fantastic thing, you know, or, or a year at the Hawks or, or, or the NPA. Yeah. Well, KPMG is another story in time. I think KPMG will be around in a year. My question <laughs> about Moyani, like, when so if SARS settles and he gets a new management and Moyani's gone, right, is that when SARS becomes central to NPA and prosecution of all Guptas and all, and all this, and even Zuma's tax affairs, yeah. is, that the, is that the big fear, okay, SARS now is settled, and now let's look at the record, and then we go after. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that, that's the problem. I mean, yeah, that, for me, that's like so shaking that's as much as... So that's why simply has to, has to keep it, has to right. keep it going. You know, what is yeah. interesting, and your point, is that there are still people who are loyal to Moyani there, but even look at Luther Labello, who is one of his most loyal lieutenants, who immediately at the Nugent Commission switched on Moyani, turned on Moyani. Yeah. So I think there are people yeah. who... You know, who, who would be willing to serve the next dispensation, and I think there are I mean, people who should go. When the court yeah. cases do arise, mm. there'll be so many hands up for state's witness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it'll, be, it'll be a joke. Mm -hmm. And the nice thing about it is, of course, that you, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you apply to be state witness, your evidence has got to be really useful, mm. or the judge can decide after you've given your really, what you think is really useful evidence, whether it was helpful or not. Yeah. You might still go to jail, yeah. Yeah. Which, is, uh, which, is, which is a difficult thing. Mm. Um, uh, it, it's, 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 a, it's a hard one to, to, to see how it's going to play out. But I mean, before, before we, we end, um, Rob, does, does Moyani, um, uh, the, and there's a story once in Business Day again today, I mean, can he actually block a successor? I mean, Sean Abrams has gone, having been booted out of, out of the NPA, he's basically gone into retirement. Yeah. And not fought it. I don't think I don't think Moyani stands a chance. I think he's he should realise the game is up and he should disappear. I think legally he's he's out of options, but he's like Ron says, he's kicking the can as far down the road as he can. But I don't see how he can conceivably do this in a legitimate way. And and Ron, um, um, uh, um, what is it called? National service and 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 people helping out SARS, going through, um, coming back. I mean, they, they I mean, SARS has offices all around the country, right? I yeah, mean, they, an accounting student, yeah. uh, before they become a CA or what, could do yeah. e easy, do a useful I mean, year. And lawyers could go yeah. to the NPA or wherever. I mean, you know, why, if doctors have to do national service, why not other people? Yeah. I mean, there are good people that can come back to help out with SARS. But uh, as in the case of Paul O'Flaherty this week, who's yeah. gone back to yeah, Amazon, he was asked to come back. He was on the verge of coming back to ESCOM as, as the CFO to save the organization yeah. right, where, he, where he was from. And he's, his family said no. So it's, it's a hard deal getting people to recommit. Right. Mm -hmm. to well, thank you very much for being with us. And we hope to see you again next week.